I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, June the 5th, and I hope you're having a great day. I am glad to be back with you on the Winning Side broadcast. Uh, we welcome you on the radio, 95.9 FM, uh, those on the radio app, and those in the podcast, thank you for joining us. And then those that are uh, watching today on Facebook and YouTube, we are happy uh, to have you with us. I want to say a great big thank you to Brother Nathan for covering uh, while I was gone uh, last week and half the week before. And I appreciate that. I heard a lot of good comments and uh, a lot of good reports. And I appreciate Brother Nathan filling in uh, for the winning side. You say, well, he's already here, right? Yes, he is already here. But he's doing all the behind-the-scenes work. And then to do that and to do the recording and to do the devotional and all that, he was on double duty for sure and uh, maybe triple duty. But I appreciate him doing that. And I'm glad to be back. I had a good trip. Uh, my wife and I and our family got to spend some time uh, with our family families in uh, Iowa, and I got to visit uh, a little bit in Illinois with some friends and some folks that I've known there in Rockford, Illinois, and uh, uh, the bulk of our time was in Washington, Iowa with uh, my wife's family, and then uh, my brother and his family are in Davenport. Uh, we got to see my mom. Uh, she was passing through. We got to spend a day with her, and it was a wonderful time, but it's so good to be home, and we had a great day yesterday here at Victory Baptist Church. We had the Rochester family with us. They sang all day, did a wonderful job. We had our uh, veteran missionaries, uh, Brother Kevin Jones and his family, uh, missionaries to Siberia, Russia. And uh, he gave an update and preached last night. We had a wonderful service. Uh, we honored our graduates yesterday morning. We had promotion Sunday. Uh, we had the children's choir sing. It was a jam-packed day, and it was wonderful. And you say, oh, I'm so glad that that's over. I'm so tired. Well, you can't be tired because we've got revival tonight, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night with Brother Joe Arthur. And I hope you plan to come and be here. Join us 7 o'clock uh, here at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids. Uh, we'll look forward to that. And then we have our teen retreat later this week. Hope you'll be in prayer for our teens. And then next Sunday is uh, Anniversary Sunday. We'll have the Webster family singing, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. I want to say a happy birthday yesterday to Hannah Bowen and Ethan Gaskins and Brian Watts. Happy birthday, and then a happy anniversary yesterday to Jean and Rhonda Dollum, and also to Rusty and Vicki Wells. Hope you uh, had a wonderful day yesterday. And then uh, today, a happy birthday to Dorothy Sue. And uh, Miss Dorothy, we appreciate you and your husband. You are faithful listeners here on the broadcast. And um, you say, well, how do you know that? Well, because I see your comments on Facebook. And I appreciate you tuning in and hope you have a wonderful day and a happy birthday to you. Uh, last Friday, I want to make sure I let all of our uh, listeners know on the winning side 
Last Friday, we had the start of a brand new uh, radio broadcast. It's called With All My Heart, and uh, it is a broadcast for ladies. My wife, uh, Joanna, many of you know Joanna, and uh, if you don't know her, you certainly need to get to know her and tune into that broadcast, uh, ladies. But it started last Friday, and it will air uh, every Friday on the radio and on the winning side, uh, excuse me, on the radio and on our online WVFV radio. It'll be on Facebook Friday uh, mornings at 8.30, and then we'll do a replay at 3.30 on Fridays. And so, ladies, I hope you'll tune into that. It's also available in a podcast, and so I hope you'll tune in, and I hope that'll be a blessing to you as well. And I appreciate so much my wife uh, being willing to do that for uh, our ladies. Um, I want to say, let's be in prayer for a great week. Uh, pray for the services. We already mentioned revival. Uh, pray for our teens. Uh, pray for the services next Sunday. Let's pray for uh, our missionaries. Let's pray for one another, those in the hospital, those that have been sick, uh, those that have lost loved ones. Pray for comfort for them. And uh, let's uh, pray that God will give us a great, great day today as we seek to please Him and uh, serve Him with our lives. Let's go to a song at this time. Uh, the Webster family, they'll be with us all day Sunday. But here they sing a great song, He's Always on Time. And right after this song, we'll go to our Bible study for today. Man, aren't you glad for that, that Jesus is always on time? Uh, now, we're not always on time, 
do you know someone? Are you related to someone who is never on time or very rarely on time? And uh, maybe the opposite is true. Maybe you're related to somebody who's always very early and maybe you have to find a happy medium. But I'm glad Jesus is always on time. His timing, His plan, uh, His schedule, His ways are always perfect. And I'm glad for that. And uh, I'm glad that we can trust Him. And I'm glad that we can wait on Him and know that He's got everything under control. We are uh, starting a new Bible study today. And uh, it's not a new Bible, but it's a new Bible study. We have gone through the book of Psalms. So we've covered a lot of the Psalms, certainly not all of them. But um, we finished up Psalm 119 uh, last, uh, I guess it was a week and a half ago, my last broadcast before I left. Uh, we finished Psalm 119. And I'd like to take a little break from Psalms. We may get back into there uh, here in the future. But I want to take a little break. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll keep things uh, new and fresh. And I hope I didn't wear you out with uh, the Psalms. I enjoy the Psalms, especially Psalm 119. So much in that Psalm about the Bible and the Word of God and the, the difference that it makes in our lives. But today I'd like to start talking to us about something that is a very, uh, very important topic. It's a very uh, important uh, ingredient of the Christian life. And many times it's something we talk about, but it's something that we don't always do as much as we should. I think if you're honest, I think you would probably say this is an area that uh, we all need to work on. We all need to uh, strengthen in our lives. And it is the topic, it is the subject of prayer. Now, here's what the Bible says about prayer in Matthew chapter 6. This is Jesus teaching his disciples. He's giving them an example of how to pray. He's not saying this is, these are the exact words you have to pray. Uh, prayer should not become a ritual. It shouldn't just be a, a routine or just something we do without thinking. But here is what Jesus said about prayer in Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 9, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Uh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'd like to take a few days and it might be a week or two. We'll see how it goes. But I'd like to talk to us and I'd like to encourage you about this matter and this subject of prayer. Let me ask you this question. What is prayer? If someone were to come up to you on the street and they were to say, were to say hey, I don't know much about the Bible and I don't know much about the Christian life, but I, I, I'm seeing this thing about prayer. What does it mean to pray? What is prayer? Uh, what would you tell them? I hope you'd be able to have a good answer, and not just because you know it, but because you do it, because you practice it. How about this? If you had to describe your prayer life, how would you describe it? Uh, would you have something you could describe? Would you have something that you could talk about? Uh, it'd be like if for me to say, you know, yeah, I, um, I, I have a business, and uh, in this business, I, I do a lot of stuff, and I make money, and I, I work on things, and like, well, what is it? Well, <laughs> what would I say? 
well, I don't have a side business. I don't have a business like that. I'm a pastor, and I thank God for the privilege to preach and to minister to people and to serve people. And I'm supposed to, as a pastor, give myself to the ministry of the Word and the ministry of prayer. I'm supposed to be a shepherd for the flock that God has entrusted me. And so I could tell you about that. I could describe that. But if you were to ask me, say, uh, uh, tell me about your computer business. I don't have a computer business. I don't even know anything about computers. Uh, but I hope that if someone were to ask you about your prayer life, I hope you could say you have one. I hope you could talk about it. I hope you could uh, reflect on answers to prayer and, and things that God has done in your life. Uh, God's word commands us to pray. God's word instructs us that we must pray. In Luke 11, verse 1, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. As you know, you need to learn, and I need to learn how to pray. And you can read books about prayer. You can talk to people about prayer. And those are wonderful things. But the very best teacher in the subject of prayer is going to be Jesus Christ. The very best uh, manual on prayer is going to be the Word of God. So we must learn how to pray. Luke 18, verse 1, Jesus said, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. And maybe your prayer life is not that you're always praying. Maybe your prayer life is that you've fainted. Uh, maybe you've quit. Maybe you've given up on prayer. And, and God help us because we must continue to pray. We ought always to pray and not to faint. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, the Bible commands us to pray without ceasing. Matthew chapter 6, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Again, prayer is not optional. Prayer is a must. Let me give you a few quotes, and I will in this study of prayer. I'll give you some quotes from some great men of God throughout the years that wrote on prayer and preached about prayer and men who practiced prayer. E.M. Bounds is a, one of the, the greatest authors in, on the subject of prayer. But E.M. Bounds said this, Prayer is the contact of a living soul with God. In prayer, God stoops to kiss man, to bless man, and to aid in everything that God can devise or man can need. Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. Charles Spurgeon said, Prayer is the slender nerve that moves the muscles of omnipotence. Prayer is man's ultimate indication of trust in his heavenly Father. Did you know if you don't pray, that's an indication that you don't really trust God. If you don't pray, pray, it's an indication that you are putting your confidence in what you can do rather than putting your confidence in what God can do. Only in prayer do we surrender our problems completely to God and ask for divine intervention. Prayer is not optional. Where there is an absence of prayer, there will always be an absence of, uh, of power. I was this past uh, Sunday night, I was in Rockford, Illinois, where I grew up and from the age of one, uh, to the age of 16. So I spent about 15 years of my life there at the Berean Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois. My pastor was uh, Pastor Melvin Swanson, and uh, he's been with the Lord now for several years. His son, Mark Swanson, was my youth pastor. Uh, he is now the senior pastor there at that church, and he, he's the one that's coming to preach to our teens this week at Lake Waccamaw. But I was in that service, and it was the 70th anniversary of the church, the Brian Baptist Church. And there were several uh, uh, pastors and preachers and men who came uh, for that 70th anniversary. One of those pastors quoted my pastor, Pastor Swanson. And I heard Pastor Swanson say this so many times, but he would say it like this. If you want 
uh, a little prayer, a little, a little power, then there'll be little prayer. If you want no power, then there'll be no prayer. But if you want much power, there must be much prayer. And can I tell you, there's no shortcut to the power of God. The power of God does not come because of talent. It does not come because of ability. It doesn't come because of experience. It doesn't become, come because of your ideas. But prayer comes, uh, power comes through prayer. And much prayer will bring much power. Somehow, the simple act of prayer links a sovereign God to a finite man. When man prays, God responds. Difficult situations change and unexplained miracles occur. I love the story found in 1 Kings of Elijah. He was there on Mount Carmel, and you know the, the contest he had between the prophets of the grove and the prophets of Baal. And Elijah, he, he prepared that altar and he uh, prepared the sacrifice and he had the barrels of water poured all over and drenched that sacrifice. And the Bible says that the fire of God fell not because of Elijah's degree, not because of uh, his experience, not because of his great uh, 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 sermon that he had prepared, but it, the power of God fell and the fire of God fell because Elijah knew what it was to pray. He prayed a prayer of 63 words. And I'll tell you this, those 63 words in public uh, were not the extent of his prayer life. Elijah was a man of private prayer. He was a man that knew God. He was a man that walked with God. And God did a miraculous thing. God wants to work in our lives. God wants to work in me. God wants to work in you. God wants to work in our church. God wants to work in your family. God wants to work in your marriage. Young person, God wants to work in you. But can I tell you, it will not come except through a life of prayer. May God help us to get back to prayer. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Let's start today. Let's take some time today to pray and to talk to God. And let's see what God can do when God's people will be faithful to come to Him in prayer. I hope you have a great day today. We'll look forward to seeing you tonight, 7 o'clock, for our revival uh, with Brother Joe Arthur. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.